Welcome to the 2014 Pre-Show Draft, sponsored by THOS Entertainment. We own you. And now, joining us live, Eric Big Bite Hooper and Gabriel Barron. I'm Eric Big Bite Hooper. Joining me today is my esteemed colleague, Hall of Famer, two-time Grammy winner, Gabriel Barron. Gabriel, thank you for being on the show again. Hey, Eric. Thanks for having me. It's a... uh Pleasure to talk football with Austin's finest. Thank you, thank you. You know, I, I couldn't do I couldn't do this show without you, man. It's a pleasure and an honor to have you here. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about our top players in the draft, the teams that's also in the money league, and our close out the show, the bold predictions, where we're going to just let loose, say where the fuck comes to our mind, let the people know what we feel on the inside. Are you ready for the show, Gabriel? Yeah, this is going to be pretty epic. We're going to talk some really good shit you guys if you're worried about your draft well you should probably listen to the top players that we think are the top players in the draft because dude we're the best <laughs> right drafting experts right here in your audio headphones alright alright let's get down to the draft top players who as as we know there are a certain handful of people out there that's just dominant players year in year out they're going to be the first picks every freaking time. Now, Gabriel, if you had the first overall pick, if you had that esteemed prestige to go ahead and scoop up that one player, starting with the quarterbacks, if you had to pick a quarterback, let's make, let's make it a little more narrow, who would you take? Who would you aim as a quarterback in the first round? Oh, well, that's, uh, that's a pretty good question. I, uh, you know, I'm not normally one to pick a quarterback first. But if I was going to go with the quarterback with my first pick and to be the inaugural pick of this 2014 draft, I'm going to go to none other than Tony Romo, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He's the goddamn gunslinging magician. He's Houdini on the field. He makes plays. The point is, he, I believe, has the best O-line in all the NFL and all you have to do is give an elite quarterback time and he can find any receiver he does it without time this is going to be the first time we get a real good look at what he can do behind a line that actually blocks uh, uh, I have to agree with you I mean Tony Romo yes he gets a lot of hate of course you're part of the hating team you're part of the Dallas Cowboys franchise you're the most talked about team in the world I don't give a damn in the world in the United States no other team has talked more has talked about more than Dallas Cowboys bar none maybe the Yankees maybe that's just because they have a lot of money and people like to hate on people who have money and that's why you know the Dallas Cowboys is a very hated team you know we got guys that's in this draft room with us that's going to hate Tony Romo. It's not going to pick Tony Romo just based on the facts that he's a cowboy and I don't want him. But but the, the, the numbers don't lie about Tony Romo. 2013, he had he threw with 38-28. He had 31 passing touchdowns. He had 38 rush yards. And that's usually him scrambling out the backfield just trying to make a play happen. I mean, he like you said, he is Houdini on the field. He does escape the sacks. Yes, he eats a couple of them, but who doesn't eat a couple of sacks? You know, everybody gets taken down every once in a while. Even the great Tim Tebow got taken down with some sacks in his, you know, NFL tenure. And we have to just remember that hit. I'm never going to forget that hit Drew Brees took where his head, like, literally 
stayed in that same zone of space. Oh. With his body, like... <laughs> that clothesline. It, it was the clothesline of hell. It was the clothesline of hell. And, and for the record, I still don't think he got him in the neck. I think that was straight chest. It's just... It was a vicious looking thing in slow motion. Very, yeah, very vicious. Let, let, I, I highly recommend it to all football pundits. Right, let, let's get let's get back to Romo. Let's get back to Romo. Alright, Romo last season. Let's just, I just got some of his fantasy numbers here. Let's go. His best game was against the AFC champions, the Denver Broncos. He put up fifty fantasy points on ESPN stands with five hundred and six yards. Five touch and five touchdowns and only one reception. I mean five TDs to one INT. That's a damn good spread when you're throwing 500 yards, and that's against the best team in the AFC out of last year. Now, let's take a team that he played off the, N- off the NFC, one of the top teams. You had, oh, actually, he didn't play a damn good team in the NFC. I would say the best team he played was probably Green Bay, and he threw 358 for 2-2 two and two on them. I mean, if you look at it, the best teams he played against were in the AFC, and that was some of his best fantasy games. It just came down to it. It's Tony Romo. He's going to have the best line in the NFL. Barton, that Travis Frederick, Tyron Smith, those guys are studs. With Zach Martin also backing us. Doug Free, if he doesn't, if he keeps his fat ass on the line and doesn't do no <laughs> false starts, we're good. Byron Douglas is healthy. They're good. It's a good offensive line. It will hold. And Jason Wynn being a blocker also. We're always key. And DeMarco Murray is not bad on the pass block either. Neither is Lance Dunbar or Joseph Randall. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. But all right, that's, you know, that's Tony. And you knew we were going to talk a little bit about Tony. And by a little bit, I mean a lot of bit because, let's face it, this is the Dallas Cowboys friendly fucking show. And that's what we're going to talk about the most. And you'd better deal with it. Anyway, Eric. You know, what do you, who would you pick if you had uh, uh, to take a uh, quarterback? I mean, honestly, this is being a Cowboy lover, being a Raven lover, I would still not take Joe Flacco in the draft. That's just my opinion. Uh, I don't trust, I'm not a big fan of throwing the ball deep every fucking play, but without a shadow of a doubt, it's Peyton Man. Peyton got the sheriff. Who doesn't want Peyton Man as their quarterback? Now, listen, last season was. Yeah, it was. It was the greatest season any quarterback in the history. During the regular season, he throw 55 touchdowns, have 5,477 pass yards, and get this, he ran one in. Peyton hey, fucking was, Manning ran a touchdown most, in. That was the most devastating play in Cowboys defensive history. Letting this guy who <laughs> runs like a five fucking six... Run a bootleg into the end zone untouched. It was a 5-6 and a 20. <laughs> oh, man. It was pretty, uh, it was just a sad, sad day for that defense. Yeah, the Peyton Manning, though, yeah. Peyton Manning. The sheriff. I, 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 in my personal opinion, I still think he's the greatest player ever laced up. He's the greatest player ever put on a helmet. He's the greatest player ever put shoulder pads on. He knows every offensive play in and out. It doesn't matter what defense you have out there. He's seen it. Now, Seattle gave it to his ass last year in, in the Super Bowl. But I'm going to go and attribute that to his some reason. His line just, for some reason, collapsed. decided to disappear. Run, block, and stop. And when, I mean, like any problem with any quarterback, if the line goes and the quarterback's pressure, there's not a single quarterback out there. I don't give a damn if you were Peyton Manning, you were Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, Big Ben Rosberger. 
Matt Ryan, not last year's Matt Ryan, two and three years ago Matt Ryan. Those guys, the elites, are not going to get out of those situations. It's just inevitable for a quarterback with no line to have a bad night, and, and that's what happened for him. So let's move on ahead to the running backs. Everybody's little favorite stomping ground to get some good fucking points out of. Since they're limited, there's not many top running backs. I mean, outside like the top ten, yeah, everything below that is pretty much up for grabs. You don't know what their season's going to look like. If yeah. you had to go for a running back, who would you take? All right, running back, that's usually my go-to in the first round anyway. So I'm very comfortable with this pick. My first pick, if I had the opportunity to take him, is Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles, University of Texas, at Austin, Texas Longhorn for life. Basically, he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he tears it up every season. The only time he didn't tear it up is when he tore his fucking ACL, and that's still tearing it up, if you ask me. But uh, I really believe that he is the best running back in the NFL. You know, Adrian Peterson has proven that he can run that many yards, but I think Jamal Charles' time, he's pushed himself to become better each season and they're running the ball with him more. So it's going to be a real exciting season for him. This dude is made of touchdowns. Oh, definitely. Jamal Charles, it means just phenomenal. Phenomenal athlete, great player all around. And the, the, the RB doesn't also just stand for running back. It's also receiving back. He's a good running back to throw out to the flat, throw a nice little curl route, for the nice little wheel route for the running back. He's a phenomenal there. Check out. Seven games last season, he had 90-plus rushing yards. Four of those were over 100. And in those games, he amassed two. What do we have here? We have a total of five touchdowns for him in those games. Five touchdowns. And that's just out of rushing. Out of rushing. Out of receiving, he tacked on another five. Four in one day. Four in one game. Now, it's attributed Oakland's. Oakland is Oakland. We're not yeah. going to trash the silver team because everybody knows. Yeah, but it's a no. fact that they play them twice every season. So <laughs> there's a good chance. You know, that's a big part of, where, uh, of the reason why I like to pick people like that is because they're playing against sorry teams. It's like why would you not pick Peyton when he was on the Colts? He didn't play any defenses ever. That's yeah. why he was consistently just amazing. Because he gets those games, and then he beasts, you know, it's just God. Right, right. Okay. Um, we'll go ahead move on to who I would pick as the running back. It, it, we all know, we all damn well know, all, AD, all day, Adrian Peterson is a phenomenal running back. A great running back. The, the most fierce running back to go. Yeah. It, Marshawn Lynch might be the scariest running back to stare down a bear with because you know as one man you're not going to bring this man down no matter what you do to him. Adrian Peterson, you may be able to get his leg. He might be a little tender about that. But Adrian Peterson's playmaking ability is by far to me is, is the best in the game. His ability to stay on his feet, to make the cuts, and to keep the power when he's running. Now, that's phenomenal. But since we all know that Adrian Peterson is the shit and there's no point of bragging about him or talking about him, really. I'm going to go Cowboy also and say DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray is a phenomenal running back to me. I mean, I think the boy's a stud. 
And also, like we were talking about the issue with Tony Romo, he's going to be behind the best offensive line in the NFL. If it's not in the NFL, it's least in the NFC. It's a guaranteed best offensive line. And his offensive line wasn't that great last year. And when they hand him the ball, DeMarco Murray was averaging 4.8 yards a carry in first halves. Yes, it trickled down to probably like a 2.7 or a 3.1. But when you only hand the ball... 20, like 18 times the first half, and to give them to him four the second half, That's it, why it really diminishes your stats. Yeah. And it really diminishes your value, they and it really hurts your team. You commit to the run just because the defense is suspect. You know, you need that other asset. You can't just rely on Tony the whole time. But DeMarco Murray, for sure, man, like, I think he's not the fastest running back in the league but what he is is like almost a guaranteed fucking first down which I agree that that is like the most important thing in football is first downs you get 10 first downs you get a touchdown this is basic it, it, it literally is basic now check it out DeMarco Murray 15 or more carries had 15 or more points every game that's a final. That, that's a fantasy stuff. When you hand him the ball, get him the yeah, ball, as long as and he, he as will long produce he's for you. Getting the ball, then he's gonna get opportunities to rack up a shit ton of points. And yes. be right there, with some of the best fucking running backs in the whole league. It's, it's just, it just comes down to basic logic. Run the ball, he would do you good. Don't run the ball, you take away a weapon. It, it, it's like. You don't add in two and two and get fucking five. It just doesn't work that way. But for some reason, the Cowboys side of just want to piss everybody off last season. <laughs> just stop running the fucking ball when some people had to mark Murray as fantasy points and needed his points on Sunday night to win this fucking matchup. But no, that was too much for some people. Eric's always had to mark Murray like every season. So it's like <laughs> every season it's a disappointment when they don't run it. With when DeMarco they don't Murray. run it with Marco Murray, I am hurt. I am hurt, but DeMarco Murray, with the line he had and the limited amount of touches he did get in certain games, still massed a little over 1,100 yards. He got his nine rushing touchdowns, and, but he still got 350 receiving yards with one receiving touchdown. Now, that's a good spread for me for a good running back with a line that's going to be better and from a team with offense that knows we need to split the ball up a little more and stop relying heavily on Romo because – Throwing Romo out there is like too many times. You throw him out there too many times. Let him pass the ball too many times. There's more chances he gets hit, and we don't want Romo going down with injury. As That's as a, a as, as Cowboy Nation, we need him. As much as the haters say it, we need Romo. Yeah, we, we need, need him for the offense to function correctly. You need your fucking star quarterback. It doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a really good pick, you know, Demarco Murray, Adrian Peterson. But you know, we can't forget about the secret best running back in the league, who's not so secret, Lashawn McCoy, Shady. He, there's a reason why I hate him so much. We have to face him two times every season, and every season he just he can't be stopped. And it's not because our defense is that horrible. Yes, it is, but he still it doesn't matter. He does it to every fucking defense. I agree. He has the I most agree. touchdowns rushing last season. He's got, you know, he was the best running back last season. But I think 
the Eagles offense was more efficient last season than it'll probably be this season. And that's uh just, you know, defenses adapt every season and uh I don't think he'll have it that easy, but you know, he's still you give him the ball, he's gonna get the first down too. It's just his crazy cutting ability is ridiculous and he's one of the top running backs in the league. I agree. A guy who amassed 1,607 yards, nine rush touchdowns, tacked on 539 receiving yards with two receiving touchdowns. He had 278 fantasy points total last season uh, at a point six whenever you had the decimal scale going on for y'all. LaShawn McCoy, yes, he's on the Eagles. Yes, I hate LaShawn McCoy, but I mostly hate I do mostly him just because he plays for the Eagles, but more or less he is that damn good, and I hate to admit it. Like, last year, I wanted him to flake so damn bad, and he didn't. This year, I want him to flake so bad. It might happen if they figure out how to shut down Nick Foles, and, they don't, and that means the Eagles are going to have to rely on LaShawn McCoy, and a one-trick pony can't win you the suit. Can't take you to the playoffs and can't take you to the Super Bowl. It's easier to Unless defend. you're Peyton Manning. <laughs> they can take you to the Super Bowl, can't win you the title. Oh, look at Tom Brady. You saw what happened with his perfect 18-0 season. It became 18-1 and one to Tom the retarded Brady, quarterback. Tom Brady is one of the quarterbacks that I think he's he's on that cusp. I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But I also think that this probably his season where you're going to see him decline in numbers just because you can't be fucking amazing forever. He's already... Not, not everybody's he, Last season was kind of like, you know, there's a lot of picks in there that he probably... Shouldn't have thrown, not because he made a mistake. It more or less because it looked like he just couldn't get it there. And I don't know. I think Tom Brady is one of the picks I would avoid taking in the first round. All right. Well, let's move on ahead. We both know that Megatron, Calvin Johnson, is by far the number one receiver. Not probably not by far. Why don't you say by far? Because there is a great rival there. And Dallas Cowboys on Daz Bryant. You know, when you throw up the X's, he a guy who doesn't match Megatron in size. But in overall skill and I probably hands better. has better. It's probably I in all around better. aspect. They're probably a little more in the scale of being equal to each other. Just because they match in ability. Because his ability is fucking. Man, Calvin Johnson, that, that height advantage, that speed is ridiculous. But uh, I think Des Bryant is a very smart receiver. He's aggressive, and he just makes people pay. Doesn't matter. So this season's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be pretty interesting to see who's gonna be better between those two. Of course, we want Des Bryant to be better, but all I really want to see is some magnificent fucking catches from both of those guys. And, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, if Julio Jones or A.J. Green, those guys are going to step up and take the number one spot. But uh, my money's on Des Bryant. Yeah, good, good, you know, good selections out Des, Megatron. There's other good top receivers out there that people I've already seen going first round. Uh, Demaris Thomas has gone first round in a lot of drafts I've been in already. Uh, and also with A.J. Green and even Julio Jones. 
I mean, all, those three guys are also probably those three odds can be ranked, ranked as the three, four, and five mixture in between. However, you want to do it. They're also like Brandon Marshall, Vincent Jacks out there. Depends on how Tampa Bay's passing game goes along with that situation. I mean, there are also other good receivers out there. Jordy Nelson was a stud last year. He was averaging about 13 fantasy points a game until Aaron Rodgers was down, and he had to get Matt Flynn. Tolzing, one of my favorite backup quarterbacks <laughs> of all time. Just, just, just the name, just the, you know, just swagger right there. Yeah, it's just the name. There, there's something special to be said when you have a really cool name. Like, you don't understand. Like, we get. Real into saying it, so it's a it's Scott really big Tolzine. It's just that's just a badass name. All right, let's move on. All right, we already know the next position is tight ends. Jimmy Graham. That's the he's, number one He's not going to get spot. He's not going to get past. Drew Brees has all these targets, but Jimmy Graham is the consistent. Yeah, he's the big guy. He's the guy that can catch any fucking ball. Drew Brees can put the ball anywhere he wants. So he puts it right out of reach of anybody else other than Jimmy Graham. And he goes and grabs it, touchdown, that's a lot of points. He's probably always going to be the max on tight end. Yeah, you got Jimmy Graham, you know, he's clear cut number one. Uh, Jason Witten, another top dog at tight end position. Tony Julius Thomas. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully their connection comes back this season. Julius Thomas with Denver. You know, Peyton Manning loves throwing to the tight end. He loved Dallas Clark in Indianapolis. He came over here to Denver. Julius Thomas is now a superstar. Thanks to Peyton Manning, in my opinion. Uh, curious, Gronkowski, how does he come back on this injury? Will he come back and be the 6'7 star? You know, the guy that made that money to make those spectacular catches, or will he put himself in danger to get hit in those situations where he gets his knees taken out or get hit in the back? I mean, he's a big guy. He's a big target. It's hard to miss the motherfucker when he's in the air. And a lot of times, big guys, your knees are going to get taken out. Your ankles are going to get hit, which can fuck your knees all the way to your hips, to your back, all the way down to your feet. I mean, will Gronkowski come back and have a phenomenal season? Or will he just flatline and just be a normal tight end? Yeah, I'm just, I'm really on the cusp with Gronkowski because it's just like every time you think he's going to be dominant in the season, that's when he injures himself. He injures himself a lot too. It's not just like one fucking thing. This dude injured his foot. He broke his fucking leg. He broke his fucking arm. It's just, you know, how durable is he really? And it can he go through a season without fucking really taking any big hits and if he is healthy you know are we going to see him have a dominant season like the ones he had or was that really you know a product of having two really good tight ends even though one we won't call his name out because he's just a murdering piece of shit <laughs> right 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 we will leave uh, that <clears throat> Aaron Hernandez <clears throat> that guy <clears throat> leave him out of this uh, other tight ends to look at. Um, I don't care. I think he's going to be a good stud this year. You got to look at Kobe Fleener for the Indianapolis Colts. Andrew Luck loves to go to reliable hands. Kobe Fleener has good hands. Has been had his injury problems, but Kobe is, a, is a solid tight end when used. But is Andrew Luck in the Colts offense? They're really stagnant till the third quarter, and then they really bust out and shine. They'll they be just, down 30 points and come back and win. They get their running game going. They really do. If they get their running game going, they won't be so stagnant. Well, it's just all Andrew Luck, and he can't do it, and then he starts believing in himself. It's some weird Superman-type shit. It's that John Cena shit. It's what it is. 
the WWE has created a fucking quarterback, it'd be Andrew Luck because he's so great, but it's so storyline. Like, how do you fucking always come back? He's got, he's almost got as many comebacks as Tony, who has the most, like, since 2011. Like, that nigga's on that list. And he, like, literally came in in 2011, like... <laughs> yeah, I mean... He's got, like, 13, like, yeah, four comebacks. He's I not guess started when, that many games. I guess when you just come up in that Colts industry, I mean, Peyton Manning also had a shitload of comeback victories as a Colt. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's just go ahead and move on the line. Uh, we already know we got our running backs, quarterbacks, the wide receivers, tight end position pretty much locked down. Defenses, we already know who's going to be the defense out there with the Seahawks defense, Panthers... Maybe the Niners, the Cardinals are looking good. The Bengals are a little banged up, but they might have a good shot. Uh, the Rams are actually looking pretty decent. They're a takeover. They're a turnover machine, along with the Bills. But the Bills are kind of you want to risk having sacks and turnovers or giving up a lot of points. You know, we don't know which one's going to weigh out heavier. Uh, there's also a little good sleeper defenses out there. People not really looking at. Uh, people are trying to question on the Browns. How the Ravens do this year? Yeah, you know, the Chiefs are. Will they be healthy when their two big studs come back in on the lineup? Uh, I don't know. A super sleeper, just because I want to mention just you know the Dallas Cowboys defense. <laughs> oh, there you go. Again. You know, it's not even because favoritism, but you know, last season they started off the season with the most turnovers in the NFL, and. That group sucked ass, but they could turn the ball over. They just didn't know how to defend against fucking these fucking attacks on offense. And but they can make plays, so I'm just curious to see when we see this starting D line, are they gonna fucking get pressure and then cause more of those turnovers? If there's turnovers Fuck. with the rushing game <laughs> Fuck <'em. laughs> it's over. So, I don't know. You know, we'll see halfway through the season how many fucking leagues pick up Dallas Cowboys on their defense. All right, all right. Let's go. Let's, let's just go in a while. Let's go and get checked. We got to give out one to the little guys. Kickers. You, you know, that they sometimes win you fantasy games. You can be down 10 points, and all you need is three good field goals, maybe two if you're lucky and an extra point to win it. If you had to pick a kicker, you know, based on the team's performance, you know this team gets to the red zone a lot or gets to field goal situations or scores touchdowns with a combination. Again, you know, a team with a good offense, but that can be stopped every once in a while, is a team that you want that kicker. If you had to pick a kicker, not first round, but if you were just looking at good kickers, who would you have on your list if you just eyeing them? You know, you I were think, eyeing them from the first to the twelfth round. I think, you know, the with kickers, you want to go with consistency and obviously... You can throw names like Justin Tucker, Dan Bailey. These guys are really good. But it's like you said, I kind of count on the offense failing a little more just to get more opportunities with the field goals. You know what I mean? Like extra points, one point, and you get a field goal, it's three. It's three points. I mean, damn. You know, that's what you want. It's so, not my team. Fuck. I don't give a damn about getting extra. I look touchdown. at, you know, I look at the kicker for, like, Chicago, Robbie Gould. I think he's really consistent every year. He knocks him down from pretty far out, so you get those bonus points. And 
man, Chicago's offense, they're good, but they don't score every time. And so, you know, a lot of times <laughs> they get stopped. I see it, you know, happen. He gets a lot of opportunities. Um, you know. You got you, you have Hotchka for Seattle. Yeah, he's. I, I, I can't stand Hotchka because he blew a lot of fucking kicks in Baltimore. But he's emerged pretty damn well in Seattle. And Seattle isn't the most dominant offense in the world. You can stop them on offense, but they usually do get down there in the 30-yard, 40-yard field goal range to give Stephen Hoskins these four points, these five points, you know. And then they yeah. score every once in a while and give him his little extra points, you know, to piss on people every once in a while. Yeah, I'm curious to see, like, what about, like, maybe Nick Falk in New York, like, they sucked so bad that he couldn't even get to the field goal range last season. Yeah, just, you just feel bad for kickers. Like, baby, hey, they don't give a fuck. They're getting paid. They still get paid, but I think maybe they'll be a little better on offense this season. They don't have, you know, they're not thinking about Mark Sanchez anymore. Like, He's gone. Geno Smith they're, is. They're pushing Geno Smith. If he throws, like, four or five picks, you know, it might be good to get Nick Falk after that. You <laughs> know, put in Michael Vick, and Michael Vick can score touchdowns or get you close every time. He he has that capability when he's healthy, as long as he's not being stupid and just taking dumb hits. Yeah, aka just running every play. But you know, tuck the ball and run, Tim Tebow style. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we're gonna take a break, and uh, we'll be right back. Uh, we're gonna come back and. Get a little bit more evaluation on our players, and also we'll go over the team owners for this uh, fantasy draft. We're going to start out with the champions of last season, running the game, or this season, outrun the game, Brian Navarro. He's going to be our first topic. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for the 2014 FFL pre draft show. All right, welcome back. Just right before we get into our fantasy older teams, we're going to go through a couple of players that are out there on, you know, they're out there, they're under a little microscope for people who are skeptical about them because they're injury prone. You know, do I trust this player? So we're going to do a little segment called Trust or Don't Trust. All right. All right. Now, we're going to go out there. Adrian Peterson, the dominant running back, the alpha male of the running game. Do you trust him? Do you, do you think his ankle and knees will hold up? Will he give him another year, being at the age that he is, the mileage that he's taken on his legs? He, I mean, outside of Marshawn Lynch, there's probably has been another running back to take as much snaps as him. Adrian Peterson, trust or don't trust? Big Bye, I'm going to have to say trust on this one. Adrian Peterson is the best running back in the NFL. Just, he is the fastest, greatest, <laughs> bestest. He's okay, all, 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 around, all, all around. He's you just. Know, I, you get perplexed talking about this man. He just. He's too good. Freak accidents happen. This guy recovered from his torn ACL faster than anybody ever could have predicted. He did it the right way. He didn't come back too soon. RG3. But, you know, he came back from his injury and was still top running back in the league, you know, it's just, you trust him. Uh, I, I agree with you 100%. Trust Adrian Peterson. Even if there's weeks where you're, that you come up, he might be probable or questionable, you start Adrian Peterson. That man will start. Outside of, you know, unfortunately having one of his, you know, having his son die, you know, he had that problem going on last season. You start 
Adrian Peterson. Moving on, Rob Gronkowski. Trust or don't trust. This man has had injury problems plaguing him for the last couple of seasons. Do you trust him? Is his legs too fragile? Will his back hold up? How about his form? Is, is he healthy? Do you trust him? Trust or no trust, Gabriel? I'm going to have to say don't trust. It's just these last two seasons, he's just been hurt. And it's hard to be like, you're not going to get hurt. Because it's it's more or less the Patriots, when he's in the offensive unit, he they depend on him. You have it on. And they send him over. I just have this one on. And they send him over the middle. They send him into coverage. He gets hit. That's what they do because he can go up and get the fucking ball over any defender. And he just uses his monster size. But when you do that shit, they just hit you. And he takes it. And just big all target. it's going to take is, you know, one, man. He broke his fucking leg last time and his arm. Like, all this shit. It's it's just, I, I just think that, you know, based off of the last two seasons, it's just hard for me to trust Rob Gronkowski to be healthy the entire season. Uh, I'm... I'm going to have to also go with that. And I don't trust Ron Gronkowski to be healthy the entire season. I do expect him to probably miss about four games, which can hurt any fancy team, knowing that the tight end position isn't, you know, it's probably the, the most shallow position in fantasy. Outside of having Jimmy Graham, maybe Jason Witten, Jordan Cameron, who's a stud in Cleveland, those guys, um, outside of having those guys, it's really hard to get a good tight end. So I'm going to have to say I don't trust Ron Gronkowski. I think he's going to be injury prone. And I just think one good thing that will take him out. But also, they may not use him as much in the passing game. They might just use him more as a run blocker. To be cautious. Just to be cautious. Because, you know, you know, Belichick, you know, the son of a bitch Satan that he is. <laughs> uh you know that rat bastard. He, he's he's not dumb. He's going to protect his assets as much as he can. He tried to protect Aaron and as much as he can, even though he knew the lifestyle he had. You know, rat bastards tend to do that. All right, moving on. Jamal Charles. Trust or don't trust? Is that even a question? Yes, it is. I, I you know, I said I'd take him with my first pick at running back. I believe the answer is trust here. It's just he's been hurt before. That was like three seasons ago because I drafted him. I know that pain the first day of football. My first pick goes down. It's just, it's heartbreaking. It can happen to anybody, but I don't think that he's injury prone. I think that it's just, that was just something that happened that day. It could happen again, but I think you know, he's like Adrian Peterson. You got to play him. He's going to play through it, even if he's a little hurt. All these running backs that are the stars, they're, they're that good. Even when they're hurt, they're better than a lot of the fucking defenders that they're playing. And it's just like, because running back is just a special skill, man. Yeah. All right. I'll agree with you on that one. It was kind of a freak thing that happened to him. You know, he gets banged up every season, might miss one or two, but... You know, that little fucking train could, tr- you know, he could chug along. You know, he, I think he'd be pretty solid. I think you could trust Jamal Charles to get you a decent amount of fantasy points, if not fucking phenomenal amount of fantasy points. And over at least 14 games of the season, he will see the field and have a majority of the handoffs. I just throw a little curveball in there. Kansas City Chiefs defense. 
was leading up near, near dominant, you know, first 10 games, you couldn't score on these fuckers. Nobody was getting past 15 points on them. Yeah. Not a single team. Not, not, not the Cowboys' volatile offense. Not the Saints' volatile offense. Nobody was beating the Chiefs. You couldn't get... But then... This you know, Ali went down, and everybody and his, his partner Khan went down. Also, they started getting hurt at the defense position. Those same people are coming back, and these guys have known to have injuries before. Kansas Chiefs defense is projected to be the top defense of this year, but do you trust their team to stay healthy? Do you? <laughs> this is that's a real hard one because I really, I really like Kansas defense, like every year and I think they've been pretty good when they have their players in but man like it just feels like their shit is like so, almost like the fucking Cowboys shit they just their defense should have been good and then they get hurt and then they're not good at all and it's just like if they can come back to what they had at the beginning of last season man it's it's easy to trust them. But I don't know, man. I just this season So you had a lock in the, you had a lock in the choice. Uh, you trust or you don't trust. Man, this is coin flip, so whatever happens right now. So you're gonna sit in the middle, you're gonna stay on top or you're gonna you're actually gonna flip a coin. <laughs> well if I could find a coin I'd flip it. Some bitch we gotta have a coin, we'll just flip this bottle cap. <laughs> Alright. It's gonna land face down for the Chiefs. All right, land face trust down, him. face down. So, so Gabriel's gonna trust. I, I'm, I'm not gonna trust the Chiefs defense. I, I love the Chiefs defense, but their secondary. Their I think their front will be very strong. I think their run defense is gonna be solid. I don't think it'll probably not be a team out there that could probably run on them. Uh, I'm not really sure the Cowboys are playing them this season, but. <laughs> their secondary scares me they're, two or three of the guys back there are kind of fragile and even though you can stop the run you can still get hit with the pass and at one point we all know the Cow- Dallas Cowboys had a great run and a horrible pass and now it's just dissolved to a horrible run and a horrible pass yeah. but if you're a team that can't stop the pass, you're a team that's going to give up the ass. I mean, that's just what happens. Yeah, it happens a lot to the Cowboys. We know how it is to not have a secondary. All right. All right, we're going to go ahead and cut this one off, and uh, we're going to come back to you. We're going to get to our team owners uh, for the fan, fan, what was it? Fantasty Football League 2014. FFL, man. FFL, FFL. bitches. I will get back to it. We're going to start with outrunning the game. The champions, Brian Navarro. Will this motherfucker repeat? Will he have the smarts to do it? I mean, we already know what most people think about Brian Navarro, but you know, we're, we're going we're going to air it out a little bit on this little uh, audio show for you. So uh, stay tuned, and we'll be right back with you. Already, you going to hit that record too? Just <coughs> hit record, brother. Good to go. Oh, oh, was it taping over that one? Now, all right, good to go. Good to go, good to go. Back on. All right, cool. All right, welcome back, bitches. We're back up here at the pre-draft show for the FFL 2014 season. That's right, Bob. Now we're going (laughs) to... That's right, Bob. 
We're going to talk about uh, the team owners this time. We're going to start off with the champions. The champions. This year, outrunning oh, the game. Not No longer running the game, outrunning the game. So he thinks he's faster than he was last year. And, I mean, you know, he won. You know, we, 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 give, we, we give we give a good everybody give a good hand clap Brian Navarro because it's the only yeah. time he's going to get applauded yeah, in his life. You know that's um, great, man. We give you your props. Now, you now, last season, but you know what? This is this season. Do we think you're going to repeat? No. Do we think that your show is a fluke? That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Brian. You won last season. We'll leave it at that. And we'll now we're going to talk about this, this season. season. Exactly. And, All right. You know, let, one of the things let, I think about. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. We're going out of order. We're going out of order. Let's, let's keep order here. All right. All right. Fine. All right. All right. All right. All right. We can we're, stop. We're going. No, we're going to okay. talk. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Brian Navarro and you know his fancy style, what he goes for, and everything. Now we all know that Brian Navarro is a horrible drafter. He's not that great at drafting, but he's pretty damn good at fantasy. I mean, at free agent picks. I mean, he's pretty sneaky about when he grabs certain players. But you know, he'll hold fast. You know, he'll believe in certain players from the beginning, and they'll pay off. They eventually will pay off for him, and he eventually will build a team. He's. I'm not gonna lie. He, he did it very well. He did it very well last season. That's what catapulted him to being one of the best teams at the end of the season. You, you know, the slither his way the right slither his way into the playoffs, and to the championship, it. and then to ultimately win the 2013-2014 fantasy league. You know, that you know, you know, that takes some you know, some kind of praise. He of did course. do the right thing. Yeah, no, I gotta say I lost overall to him, but we go to overall he can't beat me face off head to head. But anyway <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, uh, when it come, when it came to the game of fisticuffs, we all know who wins. <laughs> no. uh, uh, yeah, but no Brian Brian Navarro, you know, he he's gonna be the guy, you know, that everybody's, everybody's gonna be talking about because he's the guy who won't shut his mouth. So yeah, he's he gonna want to be center of attention. And he should be somebody that you should look out for when you're when he's drafting, but you know Don't, don't worry about his about draft picks. Look at the free agency board. If if you're a person who can get the inside scoop on Brian, if he's talking about anybody open, you know, you yeah. know, you might want to keep an eye on that person. You know, he he does do his stat runs, but he doesn't do it at the beginning, and he's not yeah. strong. He's never been strong at the start of the season. Yeah, he's a good yeah. he's a good middle to end, and, and we'll see how he plays counts, this year. Man, you get hot at the right time. All right, if uh, all right, we're, we're, all right, so so one of the things we're gonna do is. Like for every person on the fantasy, we're gonna give out what we think is the first pick that this person. Oh, we we all make. know, we all know, Brian Navarro is gonna take Johnny Football, the Cleveland quarterbacks, Cleveland Cleveland Browns backup quarterback, <laughs> and as his first, as overall, his first pick. overall pick. You know, he believes that he's gonna start the first game, amass to fifty point two fantasy points. Have an average of about seventy five, and that's what Brian's going to ride on. If that doesn't materialize, it's definitely going to be uh, college analyst Tim Tebow. It, you know, it has <laughs> to be. Football, it, it has Tim to be. Has to, it has to be Tim Tebow. Uh, but in, in all serious matter, uh, Brian's a cocky bastard. He he'll probably go for a cocky person. You know, I can honestly see him take Lashawn McCoy as his first pick if he had a choice to pick. But I can see him going either for. LeSean McCoy or Peyton Manning. Just, you know, he's not dumb. He knows who the best player is going to be Peyton. But out of, you know, want to have a swagger pick, he probably might go for Shady. You know, that dirty bird over there in fucking Philadelphia with a, you know, difference yeah, only between that, him and Midnight's 1159. Is Brian going to 
play smart or is he going to play to be overconfident, cocky bastard, and that'll be his undoing because he's going to play that way, and we all know it. But all right, next. Uh, Let's go. Let's talk about the commissioner. Let's let's get to Mr. Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon this time. You know, everybody gets the name, you know, he's Commissioner Gordon. All right, so uh, let's talk about the commission. John Devines. Very strategic. He's always going to break shit down. Even though in Gabriel's uh, free draft, for some reason, he accidentally got uh, Miami's tight end instead of Jason Witten. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess that was just a slip of the finger. You know, you know. Sometimes I think you, he wanted him. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, he, you know, he's very methodical. You know, he knows who he wants to go for. Sometimes he doesn't pull the trigger quick enough, and players get snatched out right before him. I.e., Dennis Pitta in two drafts so far by yours truly. And uh-huh. yours truly. So, you know, one of the things about Jonathan is I think, you know, there's a few of us guys who watch football and we have a football conversation and you could tell that there's intelligent people at the table. And Jonathan Vine is one of those guys. And I think that when you have a guy who can who knows football, those are the most dangerous opponents in fantasy. But the thing is, Jonathan just never seems to win. He and seems to have either a really bad matchup or his teams or his players not in a good spot. Yeah. But it also might just come down to what I would think is he, I'm not sure he overthinks it. Yeah, but I think he has overconfidence in too many players. And he plays them for too long, and he takes them out at the wrong time. That's what usually happens, Jonathan. Yeah. You have a guy that will be goose egg, goose egg, take him out, and the fucker puts up 33 yeah, the week he doesn't a, play. That's a lot of it. A lot of it's bad luck. And I think that, you know, this season, it could be different. It just depends on when we get our draft. Yeah, well, our draft pick, you know, it, it, Whatever it really pick depends we on are, that. I think that's going to really dictate a good amount of what happens this season because some people are going to stretch – really hard for some shit and I think that's going to play a big role but uh best of luck to you Jonathan Vines but uh if if he were to take a pick his pick would be who who would his first pick be I I honestly think you know I think I think his I think his true colors show out and he goes he starts bleeding orange and white you know burn orange and white and goes after Jamal Charles but you know I'm not sure I'm not in his head but I, I know he's a little fond of him he he Prefers to run a style, but you, you know, I, you never know. Jonathan's, Jonathan's a little tricky bastard sometimes. Yeah, sometimes Adrian he does a curve budget. He might go at their AP. For fuck's sake, man, he might just he might switch the game and go at the Des Bryant. Yeah. Jonathan's a tricky bastard. He's risky. He's got balls. And so, so does Brian. Don't get me wrong. Brian has balls too, but he makes some r- r- weird ballsy picks. As yeah. Jonathan makes more like a, I, I see what you did there. Yeah. All right, let's, let, let's move on to someone who's missed out last week but was not returned. Um, not missed out, but he, you know, he's a guy who doesn't really pay attention as much, who needs to. And, you know, his favorite quarterback is Matt Schaub. You know, we're going to talk about <laughs> we're gonna talk about yeah, Lionel was, Richie he Gonzalez. He was in it last season. He actually, no, he, got, uh, he was, he actually got third. He, he, was, doing, he, he, he was doing he good. He was dominated. Yeah, he had like, he had like he had five. Minutes. He had like he five was the guy that was, No, he had paid. He, he, he had was three, the guy, three Denver players. He was the guy that <laughs> decided, four, actually. He decided at the beginning of the season that fuck this neck injury that Peyton Manning has, that he should not be this quarterback. He didn't believe that at all. That was his first overall pick. Peyton Manning. He took him with confidence and then proceeded to draft two receivers from Denver, two receivers from Green Bay, two receivers from uh, no, no. He took, he took, no, he took, he took, uh, he took, he had 
three or four players overall from Denver. He had three from Green Bay. And I think he had three from Detroit. I'm not sure if it was Detroit or it was... Uh, it was something like it was, that. He had man. three, but that's pretty much that ridge line. But his three players, his man, Denver, he worked. had Peyton. He had Peyton. It worked. I thought he had it did. Demaryius Thomas, and he had fucking uh, was it Decker? Did he have Decker last yeah, year? Yeah, he had Broncos, dude. Yeah, he he was stacked man, on the Broncos I offense. Thought, Shit, <laughs> he know, called it right. I, I thought I, that was dangerous to he, pick the same team like that. I thought it's like a big yeah, fancy yeah, no no. Yeah, but for the beginning half of that season, he, he, was, a, he was a fucking. He won he was, like the first ten games, man. He, Richie just wouldn't lose, but um. He ended uh, up but losing it, out. It, but but let's be honest. Third. Let's be honest. He's only had one good fantasy year. Yeah. I mean, but maybe, maybe maybe this might be the turnaround that, you know, he starts a nice little run. But you never know because it's not like we can actually control these players like a coach controls his team. Yeah. But Richie usually tends to have horrible f- drafts. But I'm not sure it's because he really didn't care that much. Now he cares but still doesn't have the information. So he was like, pay man, pay man players. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers players, you know, yeah. you know, thinking like, who has a great quarterback, and I'm gonna go after that team. Yeah, who, who's the he team just that's went straight after it. It worked. It worked for him. It worked for him. We'll see how he drafts. But you know, time. it comes down to free agency, and that's where he lacked. And we're gonna if, see how he plays there. If if you're Richie, who do you pick? Uh, first, no, Richie. He, he. Without shout out, he is still probably got the Peyton Manning. Yeah, I mean he he, he's not he's not the biggest season. fan of football, but he knows damn well that Peyton Manning is the king. So yeah. he'll, he'll go ahead to Peyton Manning. Without a doubt, Richie respects the sheriff. It, it's gotta be sheriff. All right, let's move on. You know, we're going to talk about a another brash fella, a guy who's also a former champion, a guy who, you know, it, the way it looked like might have was probably the favorite going in next season. Let's talk about George Villa. Let's talk about the new father. You know, not new father. Yeah, you know, new he's. Father. <laughs> you know, he's been Welcome a dad for a little while daddy. now. But You're a new daddy today, though, bro. You got five babies on the way. That's what five, said. five babies, man. You better you better tell us that four of them. <laughs> Just playing, homie. Um, George Billy, aggressive player. Aggressive, aggressive, <laughs> aggressive team owner. Uh, I think he picks the swag people. He does. It works. I mean, he he's but that like, he's that guy know, who will go at the Jimmy Graham thought, first round. Yeah, Jimmy Graham is a really good pick. It's, it's, it's usually who he always he, wants to kiss. I think that George just I think he gets the good pick position. Yeah, man. he he usually, he's usually in good he's usually in prime position to make great picks, and he usually doesn't get hit by those tidal waves with somebody so with some dumbass. Picks a kicker fifth round or defense third round and creates this tied yeah. away where everybody else wants to fucking pick something else. But George seems to be right on the outside. I'm like, bink. All right, I just got fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. Bink. I just got fucking Mary. Oh, bink. I just got this other badass player. You know, yeah. that's just how he works. You know, he's he's a vulture kind of. You know, he <laughs> he picks up with he's, the fucking valuable spoils. He's he's just waiting for the fucking little vergers to get out the he way. He knows his shit. He knows what the fuck he's doing. He's been in the top of the league ever season since we started it. I think George is one of those guys that you can count on. He's gonna be right there in the thick of things. But uh, when you face my team, George, I promise you're going to go down. I'm going to put you down, bro. It's not going to happen this season. You're going to fail right beneath my feet. Right beneath his feet. All right. Uh, um, if you had a pick for George, who do you think he's going to pick? <laughs> I say I feel like George would probably pick Jimmy Graham first. Uh, I, I think I mean, G- George. I think it's his favorite player in the whole uh, I, I think George just. 
it'd be Adrian Peterson all day, every day. I think, <laughs> I think you just pick AP if he, because he knows AP's. Adrian Peterson at every fucking fantasy year is the number one ranked player, and he's going in Georgia's. He has that mentality. I got the first pick. I'm gonna go out to the best player. The best player is Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson for sure. Lock up. Yeah, uh, that, that's a, that All should right. be my guess. All right. The next dude we're gonna talk about, Joe. Joe, uh, Joe, 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 Daddy Marquez. Joe All Daddy. Right. You know the, the Dallas Cowboy lover, but it doesn't mind to see him losing if he's got a, if he's got Nick Foles throwing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, Joe Marquez. Also, you know, one of those intelligent football guys. You know, watch the college game, watch the pros. He he knows what to look for, and he's also always a contender. He's he's always been that guy on the cusp on the bubble. Uh, the guy who's always been fighting to be that number one spot. But sometimes one or two games where his team just completely flukes, you know, flunks out on him, and he he, he gets, drops goose eggs on tight ends. I mean, yeah, I think I think Joe's big problem is that he relies on certain running backs that are just never going to play. Like that whole time he was trying to that one season he was trying to hold on to Tolbert and play him. It's like obviously Ryan Matthews is the running back, dude. Like Tolbert's getting like. Five carries, and you're gonna play him. Talking about Tubber when he was in a. Yeah, he would get a touchdown. You talking about when he was in San Diego. Yeah, and he would get a touchdown, but he would just. He was. It's, just it's not too sparingly. It's just yeah, too sparingly. You rely on those types of guys in those games, and you're gonna lose those close ones, man. Sometimes like that, but Joe's always right there. He's he makes really good picks. He always takes the Aaron Rodgers route. Like, yeah, he, he, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> all day, I, I think, all day, every day. <laughs> I, I think he thinks he's God. I mean, I mean, I mean, I was just gonna go ahead and say that that part is first overall pick. If, if Joseph Marquez was John Madden. Aaron Rodgers would be his Brad Favre, yeah. I think. Now, Aaron Rodgers is the best damn quarterback <laughs> ever played the game. Like, boom, let me show you something. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, Joe, you know, respectable guy, good shit talker also. Uh, we're going to see how, how the draft picks also work out for him and his fan and his uh, free agent. He's also a very active free agency mover. He's probably number one, number two, you know, uh, out of transactions, yeah, there. these waiver wire hyenas or something, yeah. scavengers yeah. that we call it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I feel like you know I like to make my team on the draft day for yeah. the most part, and really I take pride in having really good guys. But uh, you have to go to the draft shit, and sometimes man, it just sucks that you're not that. Low down, so you don't get those first picks for the waiver wire. Yeah, it really does suck. Um, Joe's first overall pick. Uh, uh, I, I I honestly think he'll probably go at the age of Peterson. Also, <laughs> he, he sees the points. Joe's not stupid. He he sees he sees the dollar signs. I think he's gonna pick Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Sneaking away just to go ahead and take the old Green Bay Packer. He, he couldn't. He couldn't take it if somebody drafted him. Right, his, like his heart. His heart would explode. If like, Joe would get lucky if he got like twelfth pick, and Aaron Rodgers hasn't gotten picked. 
the only way he's gonna. He's gonna yeah, take like he's the last pick. Aaron Rodgers ain't been taken yet. He's sweating. His fingers, <laughs> his fingers are trembling at the screen. He slips at the last second. He doesn't pick Aaron Rodgers first. He's like, oh god, I still got another chance. And I think of the swing around. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go ahead and move along. Uh, we'll come back to other player, other team owners. Let's move on. Let's cover a little topic real quick. Uh, I want to talk about guys that fantasy players that you think is going to bust. The floppers, like you know, the guys you you don't see producing that well. I mean, we got you know, there's quarterbacks out there that people talk about, the people praise, and people hold them to a pedestal. I just, I just don't see it. I, there's just players I don't yeah. see doing it. I feel you. Like, like example, I'll, I'll start off. You know, I'm. I'm not sold on Eddie Lacy. I'm not. I I'm not completely sold on Eddie Lacy. You know, he's a big guy. You know, he's got the speed, he's got the power. But in terms of fantasy value, when you're on a team with a gunslinging quarterback that can throw 40 times a game, that can carry a whole offense on his shoulders, and Aaron Rodgers, it, your value tends to dip because you don't get as many snaps. You don't get as many touches. Put it that way. You know, you might get the the yardage where. You get to the point where you need to break off a big run to get something. Every every time you touch the ball, you know, treat it might be your last one of the game because it may not be uncommon. He sees only about 10 to 15 touches a game and mostly be in the pass-blocking situation. Yeah, he's on Green Bay, so, you know, they're a pass-heavy offense. And I just don't see. I just don't see the point value. I see him getting, you know, his 10, 13. But I just think that maybe he... He's better suited second round. You know, second round. You know, I I just don't. I'm not sold on him being a first round guy. I'm not sold on him being, you know, as a is is the first running back. You know, maybe a flex. You know, maybe it's a good flex position. Um, who who do you see that you know that you're not well, completely sold on? I you know, I honestly think that at the quarterback position, RG three is that guy. And don't get me wrong, I think his skill level is something that warrants like a lot of points in fantasy and could be great value. But I think that because he's he's so good when he could play when his offense clicked that, you know, we're gonna reach and grab him and I don't think that he's durable enough to let step be out there, so you know, he might have five fucking big games this season, but then he'll get hurt, and he's just going to, you know, he's going to be a waste of your pick if you pick him early, in which, you know, his skill level can warrant that kind of pick, but it's just, I don't think he'll last the whole season. That's why I think he's a bust for this fucking draft. Okay, I see I see you out for that one. Uh, I'm match quarterback. I'm going to go out there with, you know, people might think I'm crazy for it, but I'm just also not sold on this guy completely being a a fantasy star as a, in the in terms of being a quarterback. I'm, I'm going to have to go out the champion, man. I got to go out the Russell Wilson. You know, I think he's an incredible game-managing quarterback. You know, he, you know, I, I don't think he's the best game-managing quarterback. I think Alex Smith holds that title. Uh, but he, he can get you your 200... 200, 230 yards, and maybe a passing touchdown, but you're going to have to really rely that his legs will do it. And let's be honest, 
running quarterbacks, your 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 days are pretty much numbered because you your style gets found out. I mean, it happened to Vic. It, like Vic came along. That's when people really started knocking down. You know, he started getting banged up more. He couldn't run as much because people were starting to cut him yeah, off a little better. RG three. You know, RG three is the same way. Cam Colin Newton. Kaepernick was getting hit. Cam Newton had a decline in rushing yards. I mean, it happens. I mean, it may not it may, it may not be a trend that continues on for the rest of his career. I mean, next season on after this, but I think this season his he rushing yards really, really gets he gets really him. really gets to look at Russell Wilson like you're the champ. Like even if you weren't the all star quarterback, you We're know, studying your ass. but you know you're the champion. You're the champion team, so that means everybody's gonna be looking at the quarterback more. Yeah, so, I think their defense had a lot to do with how well he can play. Yes, they really helped him out. Good, good situation, opportunities. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I can see that definitely for sure. Um, yeah, I think, you know, another player that I'm going to go to, running back, Darren Sproles, I think he's one of those guys that, again, he's really good. I think that he should be a starter somewhere, but he keeps taking these backup-style roles to be the screen guy, and, you know, I think that's a good thing, but that's some shit that everybody's already figured out, and... You know, come on. You're you're gonna take LaShawn McCoy out of the game. I just don't see play. that happening. I, just, I honestly don't see that happening at that, all. That's that's my biggest reason. It's not even because he's not good. Again, it's just it's it's the amount of time he's gonna get to play. He's not gonna get as many touches, and you don't get as many touches, you can't be that much electric. You, if Shady goes down, it's a whole nother ball game. But that's. I don't think he's going down, you know. I don't think that way. Do you think the Eagles run the the Wildcat formation? That way he would be more, much more of use. I think the Wildcat should stay extinct. It was it was that gimmick offense that, you know, nobody gives a shit about. It's When you played Madden, it never works. If it never works on the fucking game, then how did it even work in real life? It's just the defenses were stupid. Defense on the game, they're like, well, we know what to do, so we get you every fucking time. I I, I have to agree with you on that one. Uh, let's touch on some other guys. Um, I'm going to go wide receiver this one. I'm going to go out there at number one. I'm going to have to go out to Marcus Costa. I mean, listen, you're on the Saints, and your name's not Jimmy Graham. You're not going to be the star receiver. Period. It's just not going to happen. And also, Drew Brees will hit seven or nine different fucking targets a game. That means seven or nine different people outside of Jimmy Graham is not going to be, uh, it, it, most likely, you, out of the seven or nine, two of them probably will have, you know, three catches, maybe over 50 yards, but that's not always a guarantee. But, you know, that thing circles around. When Lance Moore was there and he was playing, he was getting looks. I mean, Fucking, you had uh, Marcus Colston come in one week, get 100 yards and two touchdowns, then next two weeks come in with only four looks going his way. I mean, how, it, it's it's too inconsistent because Drew Brees spreads the ball too much. I mean, that's one yeah. problem with having a team where the quarterback does that. But, you know, also with their style, they don't really take a lot. Of, they'll take the deep bomb. And, but their deep bomb threat is Marcus Colston, and 
they're going to double team him if he goes deep. And unless you better hope it's not a jump ball, which is the only way you can beat him. But the good coverage people know how to cover Marcus Colston on, on the seams, you know, down the sideline. They've been figuring that out. And I honestly don't think Marcus Colston is going to have a, a stellar year. And uh, I, I might pick him up in a fantasy to come off my bench every once in a while. But, you know, that's just yeah, the way it is. I just I, see more of as a bench player to come in as a substitute, maybe at best a flex. Yeah, not a starter, even though he's a starter in the NFL. And it's just, it's not, again, it's it's not because of his skill. It's, it's not his skill. It's, it's just the, the system that he's in. Yeah, the system he's in. And the quarterback who's throwing the ball, Drew Brees. Like I said, the he, he, he gives the love to everybody. I mean, he'll spread the ball to every running back he has, to every receiver, to every tight end. But I'm going to make sure Jimmy Graham gets his too. I mean, that's, every just, the, time. that's just the way it works. That's just the Jimmy way the Saints work. get to every time. It's crazy. I mean, Drew Brees probably throw it to himself if he could run down there and catch it. He probably could. All right, if, if you had a wide receiver to look at, who, what at the wide receiver's position, who, who's going who's gonna to flip out on you? Oh, uh, you know, I'm gonna go with Michael Crabtree. I think he's been overrated ever since that unfortunate catch against my UT Longhorns. I think that you know that moment set his career up for him to be so fucking watched. And you know, he goes out there, he makes some good plays. But I look at Colin Kaepernick. I counted on him last season for you know, my fantasy team, and he didn't really play that well. And he hasn't really shown that he could play that well. I don't know what it is. Something wrong with, like, the 49ers organization, issues with Jim Harbaugh and all kinds of stuff like that. I just Maybe they're just too distracted to have a good season, and I don't think that Michael Crabtree is one of the top, you know, 10 receivers in the league, and he's their number one. How is he better than Anquan Bolden? You tell me. I don't think so. But that's what they think. And I think if you pick him for your fantasy team as the number one receiver, I think you're going to be very... Very, very disappointed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with you on that one. I'm not a, a Crabtree fan. I've never been a fan of Crabtree, if you can't hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying with the B, it's with the P. Crabtree. <laughs> Crabtree. I've, I've never been sold on him. I thought he was overrated coming out. It, it's just, you came out of Texas Tech, which is a school that is designed to have success in the receiving and passing game. It, it It's always have. It's how it is. I, I don't care how you look at it, but that's just how they play. And and when you come into the NFL, it's a whole different level. And I just don't think Michael Crabb. I mean, also, you got Colin Kaepernick throwing the ball. Now, don't get me wrong. Colin Kaepernick, I think he has a phenomenal arm. He's got a good laser pinpoint. But he's too – I I think he doesn't know the, the, the difference between when he needs to run the ball and when he needs to pass the ball. I mean, that motherfucker is a gazelle. If he yeah, feels danger, he's so he's going to take off with him as long as that's what he does. He's so fast. He, he's a he's a run first quarterback if he can't find the pass, and he's not going to be the one to thread it in there. And Michael Crabtree, who I don't think has better hands than Anquan Bolden, and you know the Forty ers know this, so you're not going to throw to someone like you're not going to thread in a needle for someone who, you know, he you might think, catch it. And, and you got Richard Sherman shut his ass down. Yeah, and that's Richard he Sherman shut who shut him down. So he's got now. There's tape on how to shut down Michael Crabtree. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Richard Sherman shut him down. And, and don't get me wrong. Richard Sherman gets paid to be the best cornerback in the NFL, but he's not 
There's a reason why quarterbacks tend if you were the best cornerback in the NFL, quarterbacks want want do not want to throw to you. There's a reason why people didn't want to throw at Revis Island. You know, there's a reason why Revis Island didn't get talked about that much because quarterbacks knew what happened if I threw over there. My my wide receiver is yeah, on Revis it's Island. Like you're you're more fucking you're greater because you're less talked about. Yeah. You don't show up as much on the stat sheet unless it's picks. Yeah, that's just picks it's or deflections. Picks because they're not gonna throw it at your ass. Yeah, they know. Uh, Joe Hayden. I mean, I think he's probably the number three cornerback in the league, honestly, at the Browns. And how often do you hear do you hear Rich Sherman's name because what he says, but not more what he does. Yeah, you know, you know, Rich Sherman. He, he can shut you down. But Joe Hayden, you know, he, he's over yeah. there. He's on the Browns. Nobody talks about the Browns, but when when the only time the Browns have a highlight is Joe Hayden with a pick, or Joe Hayden with an incredible deflection, or Joe Hayden on the blitz. I mean, he's their number one guy, obviously, but he doesn't get talked about that much because quarterbacks yeah. don't throw to him. Patrick Peterson, another guy, he makes plays come from the opposite side of the field because he knows the quarterback's not going to throw to him. He'll run over there if the safety to help. Like if it's, he, <laughs> he helps the safety. You know I mean that, that's Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson to me is the best cornerback in the NFL, and there's a reason why you don't hear his name come up as often or Joe Hayden's come up as often as other cornerbacks like with Cowboys Brandon Carr or, or you know you had yeah, uh, Terrence oh, Newman man. the Bengals like you hear their names but that's because they get beat sometimes and Richard Sherman gets beat sometimes. But get back to the point at hand, you know, as I digress a little bit, Sherman, who gets beat sometimes, shut down Crabtree. Now, it could be that because Richard Sherman was playing with a passion, and that's an emotional motherfucker, and his, maybe he was just, everything was just lying yeah, right here, just clicking for Sherman. It just shows that he couldn't get out of that dude's way, man, and he couldn't make shit happen. And, I mean, when you can't make anything happen... I'm not going to depend on you as my pick. And I think that Michael Crabtree should be avoided as a top pick, even though he is the number one receiver. All right, all right, all right. All right, we're going to make a speed run right through the other teams that we didn't get to. All right, let's talk about uh, your team, Gabriel. All right, we all know Gabriel Barron. No, he's a Dallas Cowboy lover. He'll got the Tony Romo, Dez no, Bryant, Jason Wynn, Dan Bader. I about the championship every season. You know, we, we call it, you know, the the Cowboys. If, if y'all haven't heard about the show that comes out the same day the Cowboys play, it's called Return of the Champions. Uh, you should catch it. You know, it's when the Cowboys play the 49ers. They're on the same time. Actually, I think it's the same show. So, you know, you got to get a chance. Watch it. Return of the Champions. Same time the Cowboys play the 49ers on the same channel. Uh, you're not... Intelligent enough to catch that, you should go uh, hang yourself. <laughs> but yeah, this is a uh, you know a very pivotal season for me. All right, I and- like I like my opportunity to be as equal as possible to everybody else. But uh, I hope that my draft strategy works out and the season. Like I was, I had a really good team last season. I just didn't get the wins. In certain spots that I should have gotten, and that cost me. I didn't make the playoffs by one game, and if I made the playoffs, I finished with the best season 
last season in the playoffs. I had the most points. All right, all right. You know, enough boasting about yourself already. Yeah, you know. All right, I, I'm not going to let Gabriel say who's in favor, who his first-round pick would be because, you know, we all we all know who it would be. But, you know, I think Gary's going to go a little bit on the reach side, and it, it depends on his spot. If Gabriel's in the front of the draft, he'll go to Jamal Charles. If he's near the back of the draft, he'll get around the swing-around pick. He'll probably get Tony Romo. <laughs> he'll probably get Tony Romo and Des Bryant combo. That that if, he, if, he's, awesome. if he's in the back order, that's who he'll probably get, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Y'all better watch let's, out. I'm going to get Des Bryant. Y'all let, don't even know. Let's move on to the Team Web. Let's go Hollywood. The guy who you can't understand for shit when he's texting or typing. I still don't know what half the shit the motherfucker says. Yeah, he speaks English. He speaks but English, not. but he speaks Hollywood on, on, on fucking, you know, text, which is... Very creepy, not creepy, but like it, it comes down to going like, "What the fuck did he just say?" Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> like I understand the words. Like, Google I, Translate doesn't fucking work for that shit. <laughs> yeah, Google Translate doesn't fucking Hashtag work. Hashtag symbol symbol. But yeah, all right, let's go ahead and talk about Hollywood's a flashy guy. He likes to make flashy pics. It's just his style, you know. But he's a smart guy, you know, intelligent man, but flashy and bold prediction. His team name is gonna be dollar sign dollar sign H H one one two five eight hashtag percent sign. I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with hashtag hashtag. That's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be hashtag, then write out hashtag, dollar sign, dollar sign, an at symbol, you know, open parentheses, a big circle. <laughs> a big Und- circle <laughs> underscore another circle it's not even a fucking O it's a big <laughs> circle you know he's gonna put some random ass things like fucking wing dings in there <laughs> wing and, dings and like, he, dude, you can't even put this and shit. square it, 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 how do you put a square on there he, he's there's Hollywood uh, so let's go I, I think Hollywood he he's a Right, he's style. He has to be a beast of I man. I think he'll go beast mode. I think he'll. I think if it falls in his lap, he'll take Marshawn Lynch. Skittles. I think he'll go Skittles. with Skittles. Yeah, everybody should take Skittles. I think he's the most unstoppable running back in the NFL. Yeah, he's the single most unstoppable force in the NFL, bar none. All right, let's move along. Team Cooper. Uh, we honestly don't know much about the man, so we can't really reflect on much about him, but. I do know that He's his first name name. is Forrest, and that's about as much info I got. I thought his first name was Cooper. Is it Cooper Forrest or is it Forrest Cooper? Because I thought last time he got mad, he tried to call him Forrest. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I did. It's Cooper Forrest, right? Cooper, yeah. So, but uh, there's just one thing I I can say about his team, and it's the chances that he'll win are, they have to be the worst. Yes, Forrest Forrest Cooper. He has (laughs) he has been at the bottom of most of the leagues, and it's not a slight of him. It's just he's been at the bottom of most of the leagues. So you know, hopefully, he decides that you know he's found a new strategy this season and draft. I mean, he comes in confident. He says what he's got to say, but when it comes draft time, he always seems to have a team that falls short to every other team in the league. Hopefully he gets more than two wins. Over under four wins for Cooper this season, Eric. Yeah, I'll give the man. I'll give the man six. Uh, no, but uh, uh, let's say I, I think he'll go. 
I think if he had a choice, he'd probably go Manning. Payne Manning. I think he. I think he. I think, I think if you go pay, if you get the first pick, Cooper, pick Payne Manning, because that will start your team, and you know that's what you need, man. You need really good players on your team. And if you want a good swing, if you're on the swing around, I would say go after a good running back like Forte, and then go after a good receiver like Thomas or Jordy Nelson. Go after one or Des Brown. Megatron's gonna be gone. If you're gonna get a running back first round, Megatron ain't gonna be there. Unless yeah. you want Megatron first and then get a running back after that. Well, you know, you know, you, I, 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 I have confidence but, in you, you this know, year. I think you might well, be a fucking big upset sleeper. Yeah, you know, that's what that's what we can say. You get to be a sleeper pick since you've had the low team. Nobody's watching you. You could be the breakout star. Will you be that? I don't know. Pig Payton Manning, you just might be. All right, let's go ahead with the little brother. Let's go with Patrick Vines. With Patrick's playing or no? Yeah. OC Baranchos. That's who I'm playing first? Yeah. Dang. Patrick Vines. He's in here. He's number 10. <laughs> Patrick, Patty, Patty, Pick Patrick. Basically, he's Fat Jonathan. Thick <laughs> <laughs> <Fat> Jonathan. <laughs> All right, now you're, you know, you're just, you've always been Jonathan's, like, twin. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where they find out that your brother's been in the fucking, you know, in the, in the attic the whole time. Right. And it's like, well, it's barred, but it's, his twin and you're slightly different no I'm kidding man anyway like I've never played fantasy football with him but I imagine that you you live with Jonathan Vine so your football knowledge is probably pretty up there and I think that's a good sign for his team this season but I don't know man alright who do you think he's gonna, I, think, I think he gets I think he goes out of Des Bryant first yeah, I think Jonathan and his brother huge Cowboys fans, so I we might, I might, we might be him. wrong on that one. I think I don't know. He's a huge Cowboys fan. Though. He has another team, but you know, we'll see, I, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Like I said, we hadn't played fantasy with him. Welcome to the Fantasy Football League, and you know, it's like we told Cooper, pick pay man. All right. Uh, I, I guess that just leaves me then. Ah, yeah, ah, yes, yeah, big yeah. bite, Eric yeah, let's, Cooper. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk well, about let's, let's, let's shit on me now. Well, yeah, <laughs> let's let's take shit, Eric. Let, you know, I'm gonna drop my fucking pants right now. Nah, don't do that, no, man. dude. It's too late. It's only, man. No. <laughs> yeah, you're oh, crowning. You're well, crowning. It, all right. <laughs> okay, so, um, you know. I think, Eric, you're... That I'm going to win this motherfucking league this year. Eric, you always seem to have, like, a like a good team. <laughs> but, but you have, like, the anti-team. Like, you have, like, a zombie team. Like, your team is the team that beats the good teams. But you don't beat the sorry teams. <laughs> and I just, like, you know, it happens no, every season. It, it, it happens where, like, I, I lose a lot of players to injury. And... I would get like an average of like eighty nine points yeah. every once in a while, but then like I play a team that that like like hot like George a couple years ago when I was the Raccoon City Zombies, uh, I was averaging about eighty five points a game. And these fuckers were averaging one fifty, one thirties, yeah, and they play the me, and then they, and, and then they play me and they get like seventy or fifty points. And you know, I'm like, shit, fuck it, I crept my way into the fuck. I literally 
zombie walk my way yeah, into the playoffs. See, that that team that's just like that was like you got wins, but that was a sorry team. It was a sorry team. But man. you've had better teams since then. You know, I I'm I'm a former champion. You know, I, I, yeah. I won one. I won I one. I think uh, you know we know you have football knowledge. I think you, you know, everybody gets a fresh start. We don't know when these guys get hurt. You just you keep picking Danny Amendola though. You keep getting disappointed. I know that for Danny Amendola. Just I've made that same choice too. Just Danny Amendola, man. That's that's the one guy I believe so good, in. Man. I believe in Danny Amendola. I believe in Danny Amendola. But yeah, um, I think Eric, your first pick. If you had a choice. It would be paid man. It would be paid man. It would be paid man. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. It would be paid man if he falls in my lap. I'm taking Peyton, the sheriff god Manning. <laughs> the sheriff god. He's the sheriff god. Everybody. I sheriff say, God Madden. Uh, Manning. No, he, no. Manning. Sheriff God Madden Manning. Manning. <laughs> you gotta put Madden in there. I'm just surprised. Like they just hadn't changed the, the Madden game to Man- Manning already. Manning, <laughs> Manning, Manning 2016. Like, it, it just a matter of time that Papa John's turns the name yeah. to Peyton Manning Pizza. Peyton Manning Pizza. Nobody's going to buy Papa John's. All he has to do is like, he just has that moment. He like rock bottoms Papa John, like right on the pizza. He's <laughs> like, this is my pizza now. Buy Peyton Manning Pizza. Check out my new share of pizza. All Peyton Manning's favorite toppings. You can get it now for twelve ninety nine. Uh, Manning rules. All right, so we're going to go ahead and close out this show. But before we do, we want to talk about some bold predictions. You know, bold predictions, some over and under numbers. Uh, I'm going to start out since he's the star of our show. Let's go with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, we know he ran a touchdown last season. Does he do it again? Does Peyton Manning over or under? No, no, there's no way. Does Peyton Manning get a rushing touchdown this season? I think Peyton Manning's going to get one rushing touchdown this season because it's just one of. It's like he said in that game. Afterwards, he was just like, you know, I don't think anybody knew that this whole offseason, that's the only part of the game I worked on. That is what I'm best at. That is what he said. He is the (laughs) best at running the football. He just doesn't let anybody know. So when he pulls it out, it works. It it works. So he's going to do it one time this season, and it's going to work. It's true. He's master of the slide, too. Uh, Yeah, he is the master of the slide. And when he gets hit, he doesn't get hit. He, like, doesn't go down. It's weird. But anyway, yeah, Peyton Manning, star. I I I see him getting the one rushing touchdown. All right. Uh, agree or disagree. This is what I, here's one of my bold predictions. Brian Hoyer has a good season, has one terrible game. Cleveland and media will brag about bringing Johnny Manziel. Cleveland Browns will finally collapse. Johnny Manziel will come in and play. He will play worse than Brian Hoyer, but he will remain the quarterback. I, that's a I bold prediction. They'll bring him in after one messed up game. And then he'll mess up, but they'll still keep him in this. They'll keep Johnny Manziel in because he sells tickets. Because they're gonna realize our season's over with. Let's and sell let's tickets. Let's sell tickets. Yeah, you know, I could, I could definitely see that. He's, uh, I mean, look at how good he was for their off season. Ha 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 ha. Right, right. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. I think that 
Brian Hoyer, Hoyer, he won this offseason, and that's the guy who should be quarterback, the guy that won. All right, let's go. Let's go another one. Who has the better season, Patrick Peterson or Richard Sherman? Who I'm going to go with Patrick Peterson. I just think that this guy embodies the best fucking DB in the league. He's just so he's he's so good, man. He can do it all. He's everywhere on that field all the time. And I mean, you're you're I don't know. The Seahawks they they were the best. They could only go down from the top. All right, let's move on. All right. Will Michael Vick take over at starting position this season for the Jets? I think Geno Smith is like a He's like Michael Vick, that he's going to run around, and he's going to get hurt, and then Michael Vick's going to have to come in. So, yeah, I could see Michael Vick starting at some point during the season. I just, I don't think that it's, that, that, that what you call it, Geno Smith's going to make a case that he should be the quarterback if he gets hurt. Like, they'll stick through it, and then when he comes back, like, he'll get his job back, I think. He gets hurt, that's it. He's done for the season. All right, uh, take a quick break from that real quick. I just got uh, breaking news in right now. Uh, ESPN confirms that for you Houston Texans fans, J.J. Watt just signed a $100 million contract, six-year deal with the Houston Texans. $100 million. I was really hoping that they'd fuck that up somehow and that J.J. Watt would become a free agency and become God with the Cowboys. But, you know. know, Shit don't work out for you that way. You know, sometimes you just just can't get people. Y'all got to have something to wish about. And J.J. Watt brings some great sacks. And that's awesome. He got paid like a fucking champion. And they're never going to win one. All right, all right, all right. Curious question. You had to pick the top two teams of the NFC East to go and the top two teams of the AFC. No, NFC and the AFC. Who goes? Top two teams? NFC. Let's start. In the AFC Championship? Yeah, let's say say AFC Championship game. Who will be in the top? AFC Championship is going to be between the Broncos and let's see. who I, I got a good team to put in there. I think that, you know. I think it's going to be the Colts. I think Ooh. that Andrew Luck and that team, that group, they're growing. Their fucking coach had, like, cancer all last season. They still did pretty well. Like, they're going to be pretty solid, man. This is a guy that's developing. Uh, he's showing that he could be the next fucking Peyton. You know, after a few seasons, man, he might win a championship or two. And I think that, you know, he's going to do really well this season. The Colts could be that team did you got so many four quarter comebacks. Wait till he channels that into a whole game. Alright, let's go with NFC. Who you got there? In the NFC or outside hard, outside the Cowboys, who else I, you got? It's hard to see <laughs> the Seahawks not going just because of that defense. But, you know, I I mean I, I do think that the fucking Cowboys have a great chance of going. Um, fuck every other team. So, that that's my pick. Seahawks and the Cowboys. Seahawks and the Cowboys. Right, I'm going to go with you over there in the AFC. <coughs> uh, I'm going to have to agree with you on the uh, 
the Broncos. I honestly think the Broncos are probably going to be the team to go again for the AFC. Uh, but who will meet them in the AFC Championship game? I don't think the AFC is going to be that strong this season. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say keep keeping out on them them dirty ass Chargers. Keep an eye on <laughs> keep an eye on those Chargers. I don't trust them. I don't, I don't trust them. Usually I don't trust the fucking team. They do pretty fucking well. Uh, keep Man, an eye on the Chargers, the, uh, the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Colts. It's a toss up. But I'm gonna say the Chargers and the uh, the Broncos. All right, in the NFC, uh, I'm also gonna say uh, I'm gonna say the Cowboys because I think. They're going to have the top three offense out of all NFL teams. And I believe if they can just somehow scrape down to be a 23, 23 and up defense, that's good enough. That's good enough for an offense to, as a top offense, to do something with it. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys in that respect. But also, another team that they might be going up against. <sighs> Let's see. Um. I'm going to have to say, watch, watch out for. I'm going to say watch out for the Saints, honestly. The Saints, I don't think the 49ers are going to be that great this season. I think they're going to be a playoff team, not that great. Uh, the Packers are another team looking at. The Saints are a team that their their biggest woe is their running game. They're, but now that Darren Sproles is gone, now they don't have Pierre Thomas and Mark Ingram. But there's also Kerry Robinson that's also back there who probably, in my opinion, probably eventually take over the starting position. Big bruising bag, good speed and everything. So I'm gonna say watch out for the Saints. Uh if you had to pick a player before we close our show, you had to pick a player that's gonna have a breakout that nobody's really looking at. Like who who do you think can shine? Who who, who nobody's looking at it's like he he's not even being looked at, he's under the radar. He may not be a big star yet, but all the potential's there for him. All all the all all the tools are there for him. I think I think that guy is probably going to be T.Y. Hilton this season. I think that everybody looks at the Colts and says Reggie Wayne is that number one receiver. And I think that T.Y. Hilton is more talented at this point. And he's going to show his fresh legs. You know, he's going to shine next to his veteran. And I think that he's going to have that season because Andrew Luck is going to like playing with him. All right, you know, two young guys, and they're gonna fucking they're gonna find a really good connection. And, I mean, he had a pretty good season last season. If they just keep continuing, you know, let's see, let's see what they do. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a really really fucking wild pick on this. A really 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 wild pick. But just because I saw what he did in Detroit, what what he had, I'm gonna. And you know the line that he had, the the level of line he had, the ability of receivers. I'm gonna go with Sean Hill. Uh, <laughs> damn honestly, the, the St. Louis, the St. Uh, St. Louis Rams running back, I mean quarterback. The quarterback. Honestly, I did. <laughs> yeah, he had Megatron, so you know he has big help when you know he came in for Stafford. But Sean Hill was putting up fucking numbers like holy shit, like yeah, he was, dude, he's he throwing shitload touchdowns. You know he's got his, you know his, you know three or four picks there, but he's racking up yardage. He's making smart plays. He was winning them games, and 
And I honestly think that the Rams are a sleeper team. Like, yeah, you know, they're in that tough-ass division, but don't sleep on the Rams. Their defense is good. Their running game with Zach Stacy is pretty solid. And Sean Hill might be better than Sam Bradford, in my opinion. You know, yeah. Sean Hill was a great backup quarterback. Let's see what he can do with the starting position. The six games he had over there with Detroit, I mean, the four games at Detroit, he was a fucking stud. Now let's see what he does when he's the starter for the whole year. And I think he was shine, and I also think the St. Louis Rams was shine. That's cool. That's a really cool one. I think a, another another cool sleeper pick, or like a <laughs> like somebody nobody's looking at. Eric's favorite player in the whole wide world. That that one little white boy needs. Oh yeah, Cole, Cole Beasley. Beasley. I Cole think, Beasley. I think you'll him. see that he might emerge as the second receiver. He, he, Cole Beasley will emerge as the second receiver over Terrence Williams, and I think that would be more beneficial for the Cowboys because having Cole Beasley's speed and, and movement ability as a second, as a version to be in the slot, opens up more chances that people can't always double-team dead because you have to worry about that super speed of Cole Beasley. And, don't get me wrong. That little 5'8", 170-pound soaking wet wearing boots mo motherfucker can catch. Yeah. He can moss him. And you can get sticky ass you hands. You give a chance to run in the slot, too, man. And yeah. Dez on different spots of the field this season is going to be very dangerous. And if you're going to be doubling Dez, well, you know, Terrence Williams is automatically that number two guy right now. But don't be don't don't fucking forget about that little white boy. In that the little slot. white boy's gonna be there. And he's Cole make the play. He will catch the football. He will catch the football. Outside of fucking Des Bryant, I think Cole Beasley's got the best hands. Outside, yeah. outside Des Bryant, Jason Witten. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Witten, yeah. Jason Witten's got some fine. You got some fine pants and hands, and they soft as a pillow. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Alright, all right, y'all, we've been running on long enough about this fancy thing. Uh, we were actually just trying to make this about 15 to 20 minutes. I think we're probably damn near at an hour long. Yeah, we were actually an hour and a half long into this. Um, we're going to make some edits. May, make sure it gets cut down just enough. This part right here I'm talking about may not even make it in there. So uh, we're going to wrap this up, y'all. Be sure to check out every week for our updates of the fantasy world. Uh, the team owners, transactions going on, also updates of player statuses, injury reports, stat updates, and we'll also give out the result of the weekly matchups, the games to watch the, the next week coming up. And, yeah, and you can look for our fucking videos like on Wednesday, I think. We'll, we'll probably do them Tuesday. And have them out on Wednesday, so that way... If there's a score, if there's a score change, score edited made by the ESPN, we can uh, kind of update it. We stuff. can update it. Uh, so you know, check us out every week. We're gonna try to do this. You know, j- just to bring a different little taste to the fucking fancy thing. If y'all listen, that's cool. If y'all don't, you know, fuck okay. it. You know, this is <laughs> this is more work for us anyway. So yeah, we're but just if, having if, fun if, doing it. If, if you if you don't have the time to sit around and catch the latest news. Uh, you know, your phone or your laptop, uh, just check it in on this little of audio podcast we're giving out for y'all. So tune in almost every Wednesday. It's probably have this, the, the track out. We're going to try to bring videos up. Um, we're going to try to get a little more flashy with it as the time goes on, the season goes on. But yeah, we'll also, see what happens, man. And y'all are fucking assholes. You actually want to do some shit, you know. We can have you on here. You could call in. You can yeah, do we, some shit like that. But, you know, fuck y'all. Y'all don't want to participate? I don't give a fuck.
Fuck. This, this is going to be our weekly thing. Um, we're also going to have another one out for uh, later on this week after we make the draft picks. You know, we're going to yeah. break down people's uh, probably like their top five. I don't think we should go into everybody's whole damn team. Yeah, so, we don't have like a fucking limit for that shit. It could come out Friday. And, and, you never know. And we're going to rank the team order by based on the strength of their teams, what they look like, and their bench players. You know, we're going to do a little bit of judging out there. So, you, but that's just how the game fucking works. You know, this yeah. is a competitive this sport. This is not a show that you're going to be like, "Well, fuck you" and all this shit. Yeah, no, we're not. Man. We're not. We're not always going to be in your side. You're going to have to realize that. Uh, Richie, we're not going to be on your side. George, John Devines, Brian, we might actually be on your side a couple weeks if you fucking, you know, you play get, right, get that bitch. goddamn dick at your ass at once. Quit, and, eat, uh, quit eating that dick is the only fucking uh, rule of listening to the show. Don't eat dick. You know, if y'all guys want to, you know, chime in, you know, send us some text messages. Uh, we got tweets, you know, we got the Facebook accounts. Hit us up on yeah, there if you want to be on the show so we can just talk about it. I know this we seems a little set long. It up, but, you know, we'll figure it out, man. We'll make shit tight. And uh, so, you know, check in later on this week for, you know, post-draft. You know, the post-draft, uh, you know, the day we're going to analysis and all the other shit we're going to bring in. And then on a weekly basis, we'll bring up updates of the fantasy world and the real NFL world. Uh, so, till next time, motherfuckers. This is Eric Big Bite Hooper joining with me as my two-time Grammy and Hall of Famer, Gabriel Barron. Yeah, and uh, I'm actually, this just in, I've just been nominated just for an Oscar. Just nominated for an Oscar, yes, I forgot to mention that. Uh, good luck to you on that one, sir. Hopefully you win the, you know, you win the award, you can put another thing up there on your pedestal. Yeah, you know, yeah. add another little trophy to your trophy case, you know, you move the, the Shout Grammy out Awards to all the Oscar judges. Make sure y'all vote for me. Put my name in the slip. I want to win. All right. Oh. All right, y'all. Tune in next time, you motherfuckers, for the FFL Fantasy Football League. Bitches. Bitches.